there's water, there's a story. Whether it's discovering the places that dreams are made of, or losing the catch of a lifetime, there's always something to be said about a fishing trip. We're not only making casts, we're making memories. All told, this is the short drift. Alright, so I've just got a glimpse of the 30-foot waterfall, which means I'm probably getting close to uh, where I'm heading. And that's me, your host, Dustin Welch, absolute fishing junkie. Man, it's really cool looking. About 12 feet wide, and it's just a big 30-foot cascade of water. In this inaugural episode of The Short Drift, we'll venture high into the hills of the Cherokee National Forest. It's the end of January, and lately... I've pretty much only had one thing on my mind, wild brook trout. Man, this is the tiniest little creek. By the way, there's about another 12 foot waterfall right next to me. Um, by the time I get to where I'm supposed to be, hopefully it's slowed down. The stream did level out comparatively to the steep bedrock slides washing through rhododendron tunnels and brushing moss clad stone but it was classic southeastern pocket and plunge pool water. Just a very scaled down version. But uh, yeah, pretty much I've been walking gradually uphill since I got on the trail. And I am kinda warm. The trailhead was about 100 yards from the car. It was built to be a little over a half mile walk to get above the barrier falls to where these brilliantly little speckled wonders were said to be the only trout inhabiting the water. I'm running a dry dropper right now. Um, probably a, yeah, probably a 16, size 16 or so caddis. I actually didn't tie that when it came in a post fly box, but today it just stood out to me. Got a chartreuse belly and a purple hackle. And it looks like I'm to the crossing, so I'm gonna, and it has kind of leveled off. I'm gonna see if I can pop a fish. I approached the first fishable area low and slow, a shallow and flat riffle, just before the water cascades down the second of the two barrier falls. It was probably the most accessible spot I'd see during my time there, and after about five casts, I realized I should probably continue my journey upstream. Well, I think I've seen enough for now. I fished, uh, well, an hour, it's 2.46. Didn't fish the entire time. I poked around a little bit and just kind of explored, but a couple hundred yards. I might come back one day when I have a little more time, maybe have someone with me, so we can kind of probe it and get a bit deeper in here, but I uh, guess I'm making my way back to the car for now. I wasn't able to connect on the brook trout. In fact, I didn't even get a look. Though most of the stream is closely followed by a forest trail, navigating it was not easy. It seemed that every 20 feet of water, I was met with another ledge. The rhododendron was thick and overhanging. It made casting tough but not impossible. I worked my way upstream, making small drifts and hovering my fly over eddy lines and the short pulls. Sometimes, they span no more than 3 feet in length. I started questioning what the hell I was doing three hours from home and fishing in water that I could lay across and possibly not wet my feet or my forehead. 
I was simply out of time. I'd gone in as far as I felt comfortable, knowing that sunset was only a few hours away. Things didn't work out as planned on this little creek, but my fishing day was far from over. I got in my 2003 Subaru Forester, and I headed down the hill. So I'm now on North River. I've just caught two little rainbows. One of them was pretty decent, a little six inch buddy. Uh, just beautiful, gorgeous colors. So uh, I'm gonna fish this out. I'm right here at campsite number three. And I'm just gonna fish my way upstream, walk back down to the car and uh, set up tables and whatnot for dinner. Man, what a great strike on the, uh, on the caddis. It was getting late. I finished the day with four fish and boy was I happy to get the skunk out of the boat. I made my way back down to camp, set up the kitchen, and settled in for a relaxing riverside evening. Chicken noodle soup and Oreos were on the menu. After enjoying my fine dinner fare, I climbed into the hatch of my car, put on a movie that I'd previously recorded on Netflix, and dozed off. Morning came. I put on a pot of coffee and started the car for some heat. It was 36 degrees. Eventually, I waded up and hit the water. I fished my way up to the next camping area, a little over a quarter mile upstream. The fishing was really good. I swapped my setup and circled back around to fish a few runs that I had some luck in. This section fished just as well the second pass through. I headed back to camp once more and packed things up. Then I drove upstream to where I'd just stopped fishing to begin another session working farther up the river to the next camping area. This stretch of water was on fire. It was getting later in the afternoon and temps were right around 50 degrees and the trout were rising. I finished up the second half of the day casting to risers and getting several hookups. I ended up with 18 rainbow trout for the day. Naturally I had just as many strikes totaling 22 trout for the two days that I had fished. I hadn't fulfilled my goal of finding these wild little brook trout that haunt the tiny mountain stream, much off the beaten path of the average angler. And though I had a great time exploring it, I just couldn't seal the deal. But that's what fishing is. We don't always catch them where we want to. And sometimes, we don't catch one at all. Even though I didn't get skunked for the day, I did get skunked on the stream. But that's okay. Fly fishing had once again taken me to an area that otherwise, I would have never known existed. A memory was made, and this little fisheries challenge was accepted.